Hey, I'm Paul Perry. I'm Kim Hartsock, and you're listening to The Wrap, a Warren Averett podcast for business leaders. Designed to help you access vital business information and trends when you need it. So you can listen, learn, and then get on with your day. Now, let's get down to business. Glad to be back for another episode of The Wrap, and today we are talking all things nonprofits. So I'm looking forward to this conversation, and we have a couple of returning guests and for those that um, we are we are referencing another old episode. So if you remember back episode 16, uh, we talked a lot about trying to find the best board of directors. And, and it was a great episode. And we were uh, in person for that uh, podcast down in Tampa. And right. Michelle is back with us today as, long, as well as Jennifer Williams. Uh, ladies, welcome to the podcast. Good afternoon, Paul. Kim. Thank you, Paul. Kim. Happy, happy to be back. I am uh, Michelle Sanchez, as Paul said, and I'm a member here in our Tampa office of the firm. And my specialty is nonprofits, and that's a, a wide range of things within that nonprofit space. But I really love just being a business advisor and helping and supporting our clients as they further their mission in the community. Jennifer, also, we have uh, Jennifer Williams with us. Jennifer? Yes, good afternoon, Jennifer Williams. I'm joining you from our Atlanta office. Um, I've spent my career working with nonprofits, um, spent a lot of time working on single audits in the federal government awards space as well. So happy to join everyone this afternoon. So what are you seeing in terms of the challenges that the nonprofit leaders are facing right now? Maybe some of them are unique to nonprofits, and maybe you're seeing things that, that other businesses are seeing as well. But fill us in on what's going on right now in the industry. I think I'll kick it off and then pass it to Jen. I think a lot of the things that, like you mentioned, we're seeing in nonprofits are things that a lot of companies are facing right now. Um, one thing that we're hearing consistently is the labor um, challenges and kind of that war on talent, which has always been somewhat of an issue for nonprofits. But I think in the last couple of years, that's really um, been amplified. Um, Jennifer and I have spent a lot of time talking about that. Just, you know, the, there's such a, um, a war for that talent right now. And in the past, we used to find that people had such a heart and passion for working with nonprofits that a little bit of that salary gap really didn't make a difference. You know, they were committed mm -hmm. to working and doing that. But as, you know, wages continue to rise, that gap gets bigger and bigger. Um, and it's harder for a lot of those folks to justify staying. So we're seeing in, in our market a lot of turnover um, in nonprofits, and they're just having a tough time uh, recruiting and retaining those positions. Yeah, and I think, Michelle, we talked about, you know, it's turnover at times where in the nonprofit industry, a lot of the talent stays for many, many years because they're just really dedicated to the mission. And you're seeing more turnover than normal um, in those positions. And so having, as we all know, having to retrain and find employees. And I think you had, you know, a client tell you, and I've had the same, you know, this is the the best that I could hire for, for my budget. Mm. Um, but when you're having to replace them and train them at times, you know, need to start considering, do you need to, to be paying more or, you know, how to approach that, how to get a little creative there. Yeah. And you talk a little bit about you talk a little bit about budgets. I, I can imagine funding and sources of funding is is one of the other challenges you see. And can you kind of talk to what are you seeing your nonprofits that you talk to on a daily basis? What are they doing? Are they having to get creative? You know, kind of how do they solve that that funding issue? 
if we only had a the the one silver bullet for that, Paul. But um, that that's a pretty complex issue. I think a lot of nonprofits got a little bit reliant on money coming in um, through the pandemic. Um, not only, you know, need for services is, is higher than ever before, but we're seeing some of those sort of special circumstance funding, your PPP loans, your um, ERTC credits, which is a whole nother issue uh, we can talk about. Um, but, you know, all the CARES Act funding, the PRF funding, you know, for a couple of years, nonprofits were just getting money from a lot of different places. Um, and un unfortunately, some of those have been a little bit reliant on that funding. So now that we're coming out of the pandemic and that funding is going away, they're having to really look at kind of expanding and diversifying, but at the same time, staying true to their mission, you know, to mm -hmm. try to replace some of those funding sources because the need didn't go away, but the funding dollars are starting to go away. I would agree. And as far as getting creative, I think that looking at technology solutions is, you know, a big place where our nonprofits are having to look, you know, the type, how you used to give has changed and just being able to give through an app or, you know, in other ways is becoming important. But with technology solutions is also coming cost, right? Mm. So there's a cost in investing in that technology that isn't something that necessarily was anticipated. Um, so it's a, you know, kind of a balance and figuring out how, how much technology to invest in. So it, because giving patterns have changed. And Michelle, you alluded to this, but you know, the, the CARES Act and the reporting that goes along with that, mm -hmm. it feels like, you know, the nonprofits over the past years have had more and more and more in terms of compliance. So mm -hmm. how are nonprofits dealing with that? Yeah, that's a really good point. And even for-profit companies that got federal funding that were never used to getting it, all of a sudden mm -hmm. found themselves in this situation where they've got to, you know, report and file and do all this, uh, all these compliance requirements. Um, you know, the risk is that we go back to kind of the turnover and the changes and all this funding and compliance that you have people in those positions that really aren't as experienced as maybe you want them to be. Um, to handle that reporting and compliance. So it is definitely a risk to make sure that you're, you know, doing everything. And I, and I have some clients in that sort of, especially in that medical space or healthcare space, that they got money, you know, from PRF and some of the CARES Act without even asking for it. So, you know, it's like, okay, we have the money, now we have to figure out how to spend it. Um, so, you know, they needed to be really careful about what they're spending it on and making sure that they are hitting those compliance requirements. Um, for, for your kind of seasoned nonprofits that are used to having those single audits and compliance reporting, not as big of a deal, um, you know, as, as sort of the ones that were under the radar before that now all of a sudden have found themselves in that position. You, you mentioned ERTC, Michelle. I mean, that, that's got to, everybody's hearing that lately. How is that, how is that impacting um, nonprofits specifically, or, or is it pretty much the same as all other industries? I've seen it similar in other industries and, you know, that saying it's too good to be true. Um, sometimes it is with the ERTC credits. Now, there's a lot of companies that, you know, qualify, you know, either through the lost revenues or the government mandated shutdowns. Um, but you, as you all know, there's a lot of firms out there pushing these ERTC credits um, because they're getting, you know, an upfront contingent fee and saying, hey, we can get you a you know, $4 million ERTC credit um, where they're not really taking the time to dig into the details of, you know, 
does that government shutdown really apply, you know, to the rules? And I think, you know, when you're looking at having a lack of funding, if someone comes to you and says, hey, we can qualify you and you can get a $4 million, most companies are going to say, okay, yeah, let's let's do it. Um, and I think they just need to be careful because mm-hmm. if you're not certain and have your documentation and really have vetted that thoroughly, um, you know, that's a liability. You may have to be pay that money back even if you get the money. You know, it's open to a seven-year period of being audited. Um, and if you have to pay it back, that's interest and penalties. And, and I think you know, the IRS has put notices out there to kind of tell people to be careful and look out for these um, schemes. Uh, Jennifer, are you seeing the same in your client base? Yeah, I actually got the first email from a client last night um, where they hired someone else to do the ERTC work. They were kind of aggressively pursued and an IRS agent actually showed up um, to ask some questions. So I think it's it's definitely beginning. Um, Mm. Yeah. And I, I think personally, if I'm getting cells on calls on my personal cell phone, you know, five times a week that I qualify for an ERTC credit, that should give give people a little bit of pause and just like blindly, you know, following um, these these companies that are out there doing it. Want to receive a monthly newsletter with wrap topics? Then head on over to warrenabert.com forward slash the wrap and subscribe to our email list to have it delivered right to your inbox. Now back to the show. We've talked a lot about the challenges that are facing the industry. What would you, what would your advice be to the leaders of these nonprofits? What should they be focused on? What should they be really spending their time on? I think one thing, Kim, is strategy, kind of taking a step back. You know, we we all kind of took an internal look at our own lives during the pandemic and, you know, how can we change? How can we do things better? How can we do things different? I think a business for-profit nonprofit is no different. Um, It's a good time to kind of really look at what you're doing. Um, Look at what you're doing well and what's impactful to your mission. Sort of looking at those, you know, kind of four quadrants where you have high impact, you know, high mission related, high profit, or the opposite, you know, low profit, uh, low impact, and focus on the things that you do well and that are aligned with your mission. Um, When you kind of have to look at expenses, you know, you really need to be focusing your costs and expenses on on things that are, A, going to be profitable, and B, that are in alignment with your mission. So it's a really a good time to kind of step back and do a reset Look at your overall strategy, make that strategy and planning part of your annual process or your annual strategic meetings so that you're always sort of moving ahead. And it's it's easy to chase the dollars. You know, a lot of times you'll see nonprofits, hey, they may make a lot of money doing something that's totally not aligned with their mission. You know, people are looking at that donors, you know, funders, they want to make sure that you're kind of walking the walk and talking the talk. So making sure you're focusing on what aligns with your mission. And if there's something that's really high impact, but not very profitable, figure out how you can make that profitable. And if you can't, you know, consider, do we need to keep doing this? Um, So I just think it's a good time in this environment to take a step back and reassess, you know, what you're doing and, and where you're going. And I think a lot of nonprofits are really, um, and and as they should be, focused on ratios. They're focused on how much am I spending of the dollar on programming versus how much am I spending on, you know, this management and general bucket and looking at the ratios. But I think that, you know, as part of that process, like Michelle said, really looking at how, you know, how do we align our mission and where do we, where do we spend our dollars and really using and, you know, 
harnessing that technology to be able to tell your story. It's told in a way other than ratios and, and really using technology um, and the way to reach people, which is different now to tell your story. And I just kind of piggyback off Jennifer, just kind of telling your story. That's really important. And that's what's going to reach funders and donors today. And a lot of nonprofits are going, you know, to use some type of impact report, almost similar to what, you know, for-profit companies might be thinking about. We've all heard of ESG and kind of that governance and who you are and your mission and what you do. Um, that's that's a good tool for nonprofits to start thinking about um, and, and maybe not full at ESG, but looking at an impact report and how do I tell the story of what we do and what really matters? You know, it's, it's not about this ratio, but how many meals are we serving? How many people are we serving? That's, that's what people want to know. And that's what people want to give to, you know, the, the folks that are kind of following their mission in that footsteps. So here on the wrap, uh, we like to wrap it up in 60 seconds or less. What's that one thing you want our listeners uh, to think about, remember um, from this discussion as it relates to nonprofit industries, kind of their challenges, their opportunities to overcome uh, in, in today's world? I would actually say two things. And one we kind of touched on is really your mindset. Um, nonprofit is not no profit. It's a tax mm, exempt mm, status. So, mm. you know, making sure you're thinking about it like a business, but still staying true to your mission, I think is key. And then also just kind of, you know, stepping back, focusing on your mission, um, you know, telling your story, getting your story out there about what you do and who you are. And, you know, don't be afraid to reassess that in, in challenging times. You got to sometimes make some tough decisions. Um, and just, it's like I said, it's a great time to reset yeah, I would agree. Um, it's hard to it's hard to beat that, Michelle. But um, you know, I go back to just taking a step back and realizing that things have changed, and that you know what was done a few years ago is different now. And really, just looking at those you know technology solutions, people solutions, and really again changing your mindset. Well, thank you both for joining us today. It was thank great you. to have you on and. Uh, Great to see you, and Paul and I will look forward to the next episode to see our listeners then. Thank you all very much. Thank you, guys. And that's a wrap. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review on your streaming platform. To check out more episodes, subscribe to the podcast series, or make a suggestion of other topics you want to hear. Visit us at warrenabritt.com forward slash the wrap.